Well, guys, it's Wednesday, and that means it's time for another episode of Legally Unfiltered. I'm attorney Richard Sprinkle, here with attorney Franz Borghardt. We're bringing you topics in the news, topics that affect your life, and everything has a bit of a legal twist to it. Today, Franz, I ran across an interesting article. Uh, you know, we're both members of Louisiana Criminal Defense Lawyers Association, and uh Things get forwarded around amongst the group. And a really interesting article from The Guardian got posted. Now, The Guardian is a it's definitely national, if not international news source. And they want to talk about things in Louisiana with the public defender system. Ah, yes. Particularly the underfunding of the public defender system. Now. When a lot of citizens think, what do we do about crime? The first thing that comes into mind is more walls, more jails, more bars, more police. But what a lot of folks don't realize is as we're rounding up alleged criminals, as arrests are being made, these people have a right to an effective assistance of counsel. They have a right to a lawyer. Many times those folks that are committing crimes aren't exactly the wealthiest among us, and they can't afford top dollar lawyers like we see in the movies. They can't afford mid range lawyers like you see in real life, and they can't even afford the bottom budget guys who just got out of law school. These folks don't have any money for attorneys, so they rely on the public defender system, a system that's been in place for years and years and years. Franz, I know you used to be on the public defender board, and you were also president of LACDL. I know you can talk about this at length, but I just wanted to point out some of the particulars that's going on. Now, budgets shrink and grow over time. We know this. Things have to things have to be adjusted. But in some instances where state budgets have to be cut and slashed, sometimes things that are fairly necessary become the victim of these cuts. And this one is public defense funding. So you got two issues here, Richard. Um, public defender funding statewide comes from two different sources. One's sure. from the state, which, right. which you very accurately have, have have alluded to the fact that there's just not enough money in the state and there's certainly not enough money for, for, for indigent defense. And so you've got everybody in the indigent defense system fighting over scraps. Mm-hmm. And then the other source of funding, and, and people don't realize this, but a majority of the funding is on the backs of traffic tickets. Sure. So traffic tickets help fund the indigent defense system. If, if you've ever looked at a piece of pie, consider how the pie cuts up and, and gets divided out. And that's how, how that traffic ticket goes. Now, the dilemma we've seen or the, or the problem we've seen in the last several years is, is that DA's offices in, in the state are now doing, and, and state police are doing these these different types of tickets, which are kind of diversion-like in, in, in nature to where you get the speeding ticket. And if you pay the money directly to the DA's office, the ticket just kind of goes away. Um, laser tickets, uh, you know, or lace tickets, excuse me. So so these, it's the perfect storm, right? Sure. It's it's There's not enough money. Now, now, some people say it's not that there's not enough money, it's that the money's not being used correctly. I, I would disagree with that fundamentally. Um, having had a seat at the table and looking at the actual numbers, there's not enough money. The money's not and there. So, no. And so it's like watching two starving kids fight over a piece of bread and, and it causes internally it causes issues. So Yeah, but here one of the starving kids is a lot bigger and has guns. Right. So this okay. is the this is the perfect storm, right? This is this is there's not enough money. There's not enough money to to fund uh indigent defense. Unlike the government shutdown, indigent defense attorneys are not 
state employees. They're not federal employees, although some there is a federal public defender system. So it's not like they're on furlough. They just stop work. I mean, if there's not enough attorneys or there's not enough money to to pay attorneys, then those appointments aren't getting matched. And, and, And that leads us back, Richard, to what you were you were about to go into, which is what's going on in Caddo Parish. So, okay, let's let's take a hypothetical. Let's say, heaven forbid, you, Mr. or Mrs. Listener, gets arrested tonight. I sure hope you don't. And if you do, I sure hope you have the money for a good counsel. But let's say it happens and you don't have the money to hire an attorney. Not saying public defenders aren't good. I know I know many of them and love them all. But here's the problem. If you need a public defender and there isn't one, then where are you? Well, you have a right to a lawyer. So what the judge is forced to do is to appoint you a lawyer. Now, Spoiler alert, folks, there's not a 50-50 line that says half of all the lawyers in the world do civil cases and the other half do criminal cases. I promise you that's not the case. Most do civil matters. So when there's not enough criminal lawyers to go around, guess who gets pulled to do criminal defense? In this article we're citing, an individual who had been practicing tax law his entire profession, who had never even set foot in a courtroom, had to go out to a jail, sit down with his client for the very first time and say, I'm going to try my hardest to defend you, but I honestly have no idea what I'm doing. I think I think in the article, uh, the guy's name is Goodwin, yep. and he was actually, in, in slight correction, I think he was doing insurance defense. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Accidents. It was insurance. Yeah, but, that's, but, that's correct. But, but you're, 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 you're on point in the sense that he does not do criminal defense. And what's astounding is he, he said to the, to the interviewer, I wouldn't want me representing me. No, he took two criminal law classes in, in right. law school. Right. We all have to take some our first year and that's it guys. So the big, the big stink back when this first started rearing its head, the big stink is so in some parishes, and I'm sure in some counties across the United States, prosecutors, state prosecutors are part-time employees. That's right. So the big stink was civil firms were hiring these guys to be of counsel. So that they created a conflict to where they could not be created. They could not be appointed to represent indigent individuals, which, I mean, is kind of shady. But in the same breath, it's a smart tactical move. I mean, and, and look and look. It creates liability issues when you're trying to do. If I try to do bankruptcy law tomorrow, I'm, I'm my malpractice carrier would cringe. Oh, of course. I'm a criminal defense attorney. Sure. I don't. I don't have any business doing bankruptcy. Could I learn? Sure, I yeah. could learn. But but again, learning in real time where hey, your guy's been charged with a crime and you've been appointed to do an area of law that you're not used to doing. And by the way, you're not getting paid for it either. And more importantly, you don't have a mentor working with you at all. You are flying solo. So some folks feel, and I I do want to have this conversation, Richard, some folks feel that when the, when the shit hits the fan, pardon my language, when the shit hits the fan and there's not enough money for representation, lawyers should be made to represent these people for free. And I get real aggravated about that because if Tommy or Susie, if there wasn't enough money in a restaurant to serve people. And we said, Tommy or Susie, you should be made to go wash dishes and be a server. They would look at me like I had lost my mind. Nonetheless, it's perfectly okay having attorneys that, that, by the way, have mortgages, have overhead bills, have employees to be made to do that one thing that they make a living for. Now, look, our bar is a strong bar in Louisiana, and a lot of guys and girls that are attorneys will take pro bono cases voluntarily, but that's a voluntary acceptance of a pro bono case versus being, I guess, 
indentured servants. And it's typically a pro bono case that they have an interest in that area of right. law. It's not something where a judge says, hey, I just got somebody on a on a potential uh, life without parole case and uh, you, you're it, buddy. Go get them. So, so it's the phrase that was used in the article. It's like asking a dentist to do heart surgery. Yep. So some of the stats in, in Caddo, um, 3.1 million in public defender expenses in 2015. That's what it cost, right? Uh, 1.5 million in state funding. So we already know from the get-go that there's not enough money going in. Um, Their staff is 15 attorneys, 19 part-time contract attorneys, four investigators, 13 support staff. Um, For their caseload, that's probably not unusual. It's probably conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, state funding covers a percentage of the, of the Caddo Parish Public Defender's Office expenses up to 49.1%. So, and then there's another issue of this. Part of the funding issues are not just that we don't have enough money to pay our existing attorneys, but we can't take too many cases or else we become ineffective. Sure. So, when you hit that magical number of, and, and that makes sense, right? You can't take a thousand cases no. and be effective to each and every one of those clients. So that's when, you know, that's when, you know, it gets to that point where, where uh, you know, it's just too much for that one attorney. Now you can look if you go to the Guardian article that it really does have some some good statistics on there. Additionally, you know if you look on the internet or you go to the the, the public defender board's site, and I used to be on that board, um, it really is trying to figure out how to feed a whole bunch of starving kids with with very little food, you know. Um, and then it doesn't help that the legislature doesn't really do anything to help because there's no money, and it doesn't help that we're seeing these unconventional traffic citations. That, that are stripping. And by the way, those traffic citations, they're not just stripping money from the public defender systems, from the sheriff, from the court. So there is a funding issue there. It, it, this is just, uh, it's and, scary. And listen, I'm not I'm not going to say this is a bad thing. I'm not going to say this process that's happening is a, is a terrible thing, what I'm about to talk about, because we all want to live in a safe world. But here's a reality. The police are getting far more efficient and far more aggressive at wrangling up individuals who potentially may or may not be committing certain types of crimes, drug trafficking, for example. They're getting very good at that. And the more people they arrest is more people who potentially may or may not have access to any type of lawyer, good, bad, or or ugly. And some folks might sit out there and say, well, that's fine. They shouldn't be committing a crime anyway. But listen, guys, police do arrest the wrong folks from time to time. Sometimes people may have done a thing Sometimes may, you know, their court process may go a little more favorable for them than it does for others because of certain procedural things the police may or may not have done. But in reality, there are people out there who just got picked up because the police rounded up everybody in a room and this guy happened to be there, too. So the the fundamental truth is, if you're indigent, you don't have the right to pick your attorney. No, you don't have the right to choose. You have the right to effective assistance of counsel. And and that's a magical buzz phrase that basically means, in essence, you have somebody, you have a right to have somebody that will preserve your constitutional rights, give them to you, and then also knows what they're kind of doing. So just an interesting, scary topic going on in Louisiana. And it's probably going on in some other places in the world. Although I suspect in the United States, there's other states that properly fund their public defenders uh, systems. Um, but we wanted to talk about it. I mean, so again, uh, Louisiana public defender systems—a lawyer without a with a pulse there's, will do. There's another 
nasty side effect go, to this, go for too. It. There's go for another it. nasty side effect. As we know, you have that right to ineffective assistance of counsel. So now, if somebody goes through the process at district court and gets convicted and... Yes, they were accused of running drugs and and possessing firearms at the time, et cetera, et cetera. And their attorney was an insurance defense guy or a tax guy who literally had to put the courthouse into his GPS to find it. Um, That convicted individual can now raise ineffective assistance on appeal. And guess what, folks? The taxpayers get to pay for an appeal now on top of the trial they had to do. So this 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 problem grows. It, It doesn't get better. It just grows until there's some way to properly fund the process. Well, that's about it for this episode of Legally Unfiltered. You've been listening to attorney Franz Borkart and attorney Richard Sprinkle. Have a great day and pray that when you need heart surgery, you don't have a dentist picking up a knife. The views and opinions expressed in Legally Unfiltered do not constitute legal advice. If you would like legal advice on the topics that we've discussed, send us money. That's right. Go ahead and retain us. Do not, kids, try this at home.